back to the Resilient Kids podcast and today I'm speaking with Lisa Smith who has a fund of knowledge relating to poos and wheeze. So Lisa would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners please? Oh, most definitely. And yeah, good afternoon, Madeline. Um, and yeah, my name is Elisa Smith and um, I have a children's continence um, service and it provides holistic child focused approach to all continence issues um, in children. And often bowel and bladder problems start to rear their ugly head around about the toilet training phase. So yeah, so that's me. And I've been doing it Oh, probably for 20 years, but I've been a paediatric nurse now for 40 years, dare I say it, yes. <laughs> and so today you're going to share with us some um, top tips and ideas around toilet training for our families. So I'm going to just ask you to jump right in there and um, talk to us about some of the concerns that you see and some of the strategies that might be useful. Right. Okay. So um, it is a very complex skill. So I'm really just going to be going through the bare essentials and the really top tips for, you know, parents to think about um, when they are um, starting toilet training or even before the precursors to successful toilet training. But really to get a full handle on all of this, um, I have done um, a webinar which you can get on YouTube and it's called Going Potty Over Potty Training because certainly a lot of parents will literally feel that they've got potty on the brain when they um, start and some kids just click and they get it just like that where other kids it's like it's just not working it's just not coming together all right so First of all, what do we mean by toilet training? And, and really, it's what society expects, is that at a certain age, the child will know when they need to go for a wee and a poo. And that this is done in an acceptable location, i.e. in the bathroom, in the potty, or in the toilet. Okay, so it's like they're getting control over their toileting. And um, I look on toileting as one of the most complex skills that you will ever teach your child. Until, yes, yes, Madeline, until they start learning to drive a car. All right. There's, there's so many things that the child has to think about at a very young age. They've got to master, they've got to be physically mature. They've got to have the, phys the, the mobility. They've got to be able to pull the pants down. They've got to have the, the um, communication abilities. They've got to have, um, you know, there's just so much involved. And just the skills around toilet training, there's about 13 steps, wow. you know, and it involves the whole body, okay? Um, not just one, like we always think it's just the bottom, you know, and it's the bells and the bladder. But no, it's the brain as well, okay? And a lot of kids that have neurodiversity take a lot longer because there's a disconnect between the brain and the bottom. So that's why I say it is actually like learning to drive um, a car. And the other thing to bear in mind is that each child is unique. What works for one child 
is not necessarily going to work for another child. And that who are the best teachers? Who knows their child better than anybody else? The parents. So they are the ones that have to guide them. But when the child is showing signs that they are interested and wanting to use the toilet, and again, some kids show no signs, but I, I would say that they're interested when their parents are going to the toilet. They're, they're asking more questions, you know, around it. And it really is through imitation and role modelling. So I'm afraid, parents, there's no... There's no privacy, you know, you've got to keep the toilet door open and so that they can actually, you know, you can talk through your business, basically, so they know your business as well. And that doing poos and wheeze is entirely normal. Other things that they can hold on for two hours, you know, you check their nappy or the pull-up and it's dry, you know, so that's a good sign if they're able to hold on to their wheeze for up to two hours. And other things, you know, can they actually take their clothes off? Can they pull their pants down? Can they pull them up? Are they ready, um, you know, to do that? So really, that's kind of the main signs that they are. Um, and, and again, I mentioned communication, okay, that they have to understand communication as well as express it. So if they have issues around their hearing or vision or speech if they you know a lot of kids that have got speech and language delay there tends to be delays in other areas as well so just to sort of bear that in mind so that's sort of roughly the the signs of them being ready there's a few other sort of little signs but that's sort of the main ones the other thing that you know I mentioned that it's like driving a car and Toilet training, a lot of parents think that, oh, um, I'll look up I'll look up Google. I'll look up Mr. Google. And they get this three-day toileting plan. And they think, yes, we can do this over the weekend. And then that's us. We're done and dusted. But that is just the start of a very long, long process. Okay? And so look on toilet training as a marathon, not a sprint. Okay, and that, yes, you're going to be ditching that nappy and you think, hallelujah, we've got them out of the nappy. But it's keeping them out of the nappy and keeping them having healthy bills and bladder that can take a lot longer. Okay, often we relax, we, we step back and then suddenly the child a few months later is holding on and got severe constipation. Okay, so it's it's don't take your eye off the ball. Look on it as a marathon, not a sprint. And Madeline, we've got all this, um, you know, social media, and we share absolutely everything on Facebook and Instagram and all that jazz. Don't share this as parents, and especially if it's your first child, you can get really confused. So keep it on a need to know basis. Okay, because everybody out there will have their opinion on it, you know, and um, we'll be saying, oh, I got my kid out of nappies when they were 18 months and, and it was, you know, and that puts pressure on parents. And if you put the pressure on the parents, what happens? Yeah, the, the child feels that pressure too, yeah. Yeah, and then they're less likely to succeed. 
okay? Because these kids sense if the parents are under stress or feel that they're under pressure. And kids always want to please their parents. So when it's not happening or not, you know, then that can set things up on the, the wrong road. So parents need to believe that they're the best teachers for their child. And I know we could, and I do say that it's child-centred, child-focused. So when they are starting to show the signs, then you guide them, okay? It's not a case of you completely taking over, okay? It's that you are their guide and their coach to support and encourage. There should be no forcing here. You know, if if you do start and the child is upset, then you, you do have to step back and look at, right, how can we... How can we do this different for our child? So I'm going to start with the top toilet. And this is this is a real tongue twister, Madeline. Top toilet training tips. <laughs> right. So I in, in one of my um, webinars, I have a picture of a of a father who's changing their child's nappy and he's got a face mask on. He's got like the full gas mask, you know, like, oh, you know, because he can't cope with the smell. Well, what is that telling the child? So even right from when your child is a baby, make the nappy changing a happy, positive, bonding experience. You're smiling, you're communicating, you're gently wiping, you're touching. And just watch your facials because, yeah, they're going to have some stinkers, some real, you know, and and kids will see that, you know. So you kind of have to write, okay, that's all perfectly normal. And, you know, set the scene early, make it all you know, it, it's a gradual process. Take your infant, once they're able to sit unsupported or they're toddling, that, that they follow you wherever they go, including the bathroom, and you communicate. You tell them what you're doing, that you're doing a wee-wee in the toilet or you're doing a poo, and that was a nice, soft, healthy poo. Um, talk about being wet and dry, washing your hands and everything, so that it's not a big deal, you know, They've gradually been observing and learning, okay? And don't do everything for them. As early as possible, start to get them to help you to dress and undress themselves. Often, we're always in a rush and we just do it for the child. Mm -mm. You know, don't rush. You you can't rush kids. You've got to put the time in. Okay, so yes, it might take twice as long for the child to put their pants on or or put a top over their head, but let them figure it out. And then it'll get quicker and easier each time. Okay, and and I think that that's the second tip. The third tip, healthy bowels and bladder is a must before you even start. So how do we know? Okay, they've got healthy bowels and bladder. That was in my previous podcast. So I think I won't go into that in any more detail, that that is something that, that they can go back and look over the previous podcast. It's our podcast episode where I interviewed you earlier. That's right, that's right. Tip four, okay, water is vital, all right? And most of us are not drinking enough water. And that is vital for healthy poos and wees. And make sure that they are drinking. If they're two years of age, two cups of water. Three years of age, three cups of water. Four years of age, 
four cups of water. And a cupful help is much better than sipping. A cupful makes their bladder work better. All right. And again, a cupful, 150 up to 200 mils per cup. And um, tip five. Our pull-ups and nappies are too good. They're too good compared to terry towel and nappies. I don't know if you remember them, Madeline. When I first started in paediatric nursing, we didn't have disposable. We had terry towel and nappies. And I got the knack of, I knew six ways of folding. It was like origami, you know, folding the terry towel and nappies. When you mean it's um, they're too good, what do you mean by that, Lisa? Well, they keep their bums dry. We're terry towel and nappies. They used to get really wet and sodden, so they were hanging down to their knees. And it was so uncomfortable that most kids couldn't wait to get out of these terry towel and nappies. So our nappies have really become a portable toilet. And a lot, and some kids pick on that, you know, they click onto that really quick and it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to give my portable toilet up because it's going to stop me from playing. And they don't want to pause play. So we've got to make them feel uncomfortable. So yeah, buy cheaper nappies or um, put kitchen roll in the nappy. What do you mean by a kitchen roll? Talking about um, paper towels, are you? Paper towels, yes. Right, okay. yes. Yeah, that's I call it kitchen roll. <laughs> Tip six, signs of readiness, which I mentioned earlier on. Um, developmental, not chronological, okay? And you're going to get grandparents and other people saying, oh, you know, they should be at nappies by the time they're two. Uh-uh. That's possibly just... Too young, you might get the odd child that's okay there, particularly if they've got older siblings. Mm. You tend to find that if it's they're the youngest and there's two or three older siblings, these younger, they, they just get on and do it. And the parents say, hey, I never really did much with toilet training there. They just, because they were seeing it all the time with their older siblings. But yeah, don't, so that's the thing. Don't get pressured into starting too early just because somebody said my child was toilet trained there go with your gut all right go with is my child capable you know are are they ready for toilet training okay and also you as the parents are you ready for starting toilet training because you do go potty you know you've got to watch your child like a hawk um, during these early early days and you know it, it is it's um if the parents are like I hear some parents say oh I didn't want to have another child in nappies and pull-ups so I thought I'll get this because I've got another baby on the way and I'm really going to get this one toilet trained and they're not ready you know and then it backfires okay tip seven is my seven p's for potty training. I can certainly send you the poster on that, Madeline. And it's really for for doing anything new and for getting kids to learn any new skill is the most important thing is play. P for play. That's how they learn about the world around them. Plan, okay? You've got to plan. How are you going to start this? And who needs to be involved? And what equipment are you going to need? And practice, okay? There's going to be 
a lot of accidents and a lot that is all part of that's just practice they'll get there in the end patience okay well yeah you've got to be really patient and not show that you're getting frustrated or angry okay because then that again will cause stress for the child perseverance and praise and at the end and and the most important thing is is remaining positive Okay, try and keep things as positive as you possibly can. And I'm not going to go, you know, I, I have got a whole webinar more or less on my seven piece. So that's sort of the top, the seven piece for toilet training or any new skill is, is important. And I'll, I'll send you that poster. How are we doing for time? Um, I think we're just about done, actually, Lisa. So you know, what are your final... Um, my. Yeah, my um, final one, as I said, I've got a few others um, here, but my final one, which I said right at the beginning, is don't take your eye off the ball. It can take many years for your child to be fully independent and managing their bowels and bladder. So, yes, they've mastered the toilet training, they're in undies, but the hard part is keeping them in the undies, okay? And that we do need to be checking in daily, particularly, okay, what is your poos doing, okay? And also they are emptying their bladder at least four to seven times per day that they're not holding on or they're not going every hour to the toilet, okay? So it's kind of they've got to be what I call, yeah, the toilet coach, okay? Don't expect daycare or school to keep a check on that. We as parents have, have to sort of be toilet coaches and monitoring our child with their bells and bladder for as long as that child needs that support. Okay, yeah. For my boy, because he's got complex needs, and he, it was probably about 10 that I kind of started to, to take my eye off the ball a little bit. So, yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of just a few tips um, but, you know, definitely if people want to know a bit more, then go and look up my webinar, Going Potty Over Potty Training. And um, there's my website as well, which is thechildrenscontinence.com. So that's me, Madeline. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending the time talking with us today and, and sharing your really important tips because we know that potty training can be really stressful for a lot of people. And I can remember um, with my kids, we would think about doing it during the school holidays, especially yeah. in the summertime, yeah. where they could actually, you know, run around outside and mm -hmm. um, and it wouldn't matter so much if they did make mistakes or they'd go and perhaps pee in the river or something like that. So. It's not quite the thing to do these days, but um, it, it takes a lot of effort by everybody to do it in a supportive, caring way so that our children do come out of this period of their time with, um, as you say, healthy poos and wees. That's right. That's right, Madeline. All right. Um, just lastly, is that in August, the charity Continent New Zealand have contracted me to do a set of seven webinars mm -hmm. all about bells and bladder in children. So I'll send you that link as well, Madeline. And these webinars are entirely free and it's for parents, for anybody working with children. 
And I've changed the time so that it's between 7 and 8 p.m. at night. So that's quite a good time for working parents, I think. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really useful resource. And I'm hoping that that will be available for parents for the long run too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, Lisa. All right. Okay. Bye.